0: dive into this word for today several weeks back I began a series called the law we're walking through uh, Old Testament books of Scripture and we're sitting in Leviticus at the moment I would be very honest with you I struggled uh, with today and how we should direct the message God direct me guide me lead me Lord how do we go about this and I sat down to write a sermon a hope-filled sermon, a word of hope, a word of encouragement. I sat down to write a feel-good message uh, that that I believe that everybody needs to hear. And the Lord directed me back to the book of Leviticus. And uh, I believe that it's very clear where God is leading me today, and I believe that maybe this will bless your heart. Several weeks back in our first message of this series, I told you about sacrifice. We looked at sacrifices in Leviticus, and we looked at the direct correlation of sacrifice today. No, we don't bring animals into this altar. We don't slaughter them, and we don't spray blood and uh, guts all over everything. Thank the Lord. Uh, Brother Bruce that cleans the house appreciates that as well. But we do sacrifice we come to the house you sacrifice your time you sacrifice your your resources I just asked you to go give online you sacrifice your worship Romans tells us to live our life a living sacrifice holy and pleasing to the Lord blameless in his sight that's our way of sacrificing we are a living sacrifice I told you that sacrifice is required in order for you and I to have redemption in order for you and I to have the atonement paid for our sin we must sacrifice Not only is sacrifice required, but sacrifice is intentional. You don't accidentally sacrifice. You don't accidentally uh, go and and spend the resources to get a meal that you're going to you're going to partake of. If you decide you want to go eat this afternoon somewhere, you're not going to get to go sit down in a restaurant, but maybe you get to go through a drive through. You're going to take money out of your pocket. You're going to hand it to that, that person at that cash register. You're sacrificing your resources in order to receive your food, right? It's not on accident. It is intentional. If you worship the Lord in a sacrificial worship, you're doing that intentionally. You don't accidentally worship God. In order for the sacrifice to take place, this is number three, something has to die. Leviticus tells us that life is within the blood and blood has to be shed. Life has to be given so that you and I receive redemption from our sin. So that puts us where we are today, and I want us to look at Leviticus chapter 9, verses 22, and I'm going to roll into chapter 10, verse 3. These scriptures are going to be on your screen. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation, and I'm beginning in chapter 9, verse 22. It says, After that, Aaron raised his hands toward the people and blessed them. Then after presenting a sin offering, the burnt offering, and a peace offering, he stepped down from the altar. Then Moses and Aaron went into the tabernacle, and when they came back out, they blessed the people again. And the glory of the Lord appeared to the whole community. Fire blazed forth from the Lord's presence and consumed the burnt offering and the fat on the altar. When the people saw this, they shouted with joy and fell face down on the ground. Beginning with chapter 10, Aaron's son Nadab and Abihu put coals of fire in their incense burners and sprinkled incense over them. In this way, they disobeyed the Lord by burning before him the wrong kind of fire. Different than he had commanded. So fire blazed forth from the Lord's presence and burned them up, and they died there before the Lord. When Moses said to Aaron, this is what the Lord meant when he said, I will display my holiness through those who come near me. I will display my glory before all people. And Aaron was silent. We've got a leading up to this. God's given very specific instructions for the temple and the place of worship. He's given very detailed instructions of what sacrifice looks like. We've seen Aaron who is the brother of Moses. He's walked beside Moses for some time on this journey with the people of Israel. They they have come out of slavery and they've gone into their freedom. We've seen Moses meet with God on Mount Sinai with Moses. We saw Aaron be the the sidekick, if you will, to Moses and be the mouthpiece of of Moses. We saw him go uh, to Pharaoh to let the people out of Israel, to go on, on the behalf of Moses and argue with Pharaoh to try to plead for the people out of Israel for their freedom. We also saw him go through the journey in the wilderness. And now we see that he's been anointed. In chapter eight, Aaron was anointed as the high priest. His two sons, Adab and Abihu were anointed as priests and they're working in the temple. Chapter nine begins their first day on the job. We love first days, right? They begin their first day on the job and they're preparing sacrifices at God instructed. It seems to be a good day. It seems to be going great. At the end of chapter nine, I read it to you a minute ago. I'm gonna read it again, chapter nine, verse 24. Says fire blazed forth from the Lord's presence and consumed the burnt offering and the fat on the altar. When the people saw this, they shouted and fell face down on the ground. Day one is going absolutely great. God's glory has shown, God's fire has blazed, and his short his glory is just shown about all the people. The first day on the job is going fantastic until chapter ten shows up. When the suns kick in and the suns start doing what they need to do, God's pleased up to this point. But very shortly after this, we see a fire blaze in a different way. uh, Nadab and Abihu gather coals for their fire pans, their incense burners. They put incense on them. They walk into the tabernacle for an offering, a fragrance offering. We need to recognize that the fragrance offering often represents our worship. God considers our worship as a a fragrance, an aroma of praise to him, and it smells good to him. Literally, when we worship, there's an atmosphere that shifts. One thing that we try to do around here, not that you know in this moment, hopefully your house smells good, but the church smells good, even though you're not here today, because smells change the atmosphere. They shift the atmosphere. And so this incense burning was supposed to be an offering, a sacrifice of worship. It was supposed to be them lifting up worship to God. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15, says through him then let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God that is the fruit of lips that gives thanks to his name let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God which is the fruit of the lips that gives praise to his name therefore your praise your thanks your glorification of the Father is a sacrifice God accepts our worship as that sweet aroma of praise the smell of worship to him so we always relate the burning of incense and the act of worship the Bible says that Nadab and Abihu burned the wrong kind of fire this resulted in the fire blazing from the presence of God and killing them because they went went against what God had commanded what was the proper fire we need to look in context just a little bit Leviticus chapter 16 verses 12 through 14 this is instructions, and yes, this is taking place later in the book, but this has already been commanded. We might not read it, but it's there. They knew what they were supposed to do. It says, He shall take a fire pan full of coals of fire from the altar before the Lord and two handfuls of finely ground sweet incense and bring it inside the veil. He shall put the incense on the fire before the Lord that the cloud of incense may cover the mercy seat that's on the ark of testimony. Otherwise, he will die. We know by the fact that fire consumed Adab and Abihu that obviously they messed up. They didn't get something right. We understand the instruction that he puts, the the verse 13 said, He shall put the incense on the fire before the Lord. The cloud of incense may cover the mercy seat that's on the Ark of Testimony. Otherwise, you die. So we see the otherwise side of this equation with Adab and Abihu. I always loved camping. As a kid, I, I enjoyed camping a whole lot. And my favorite part was when the sun started going down, it started cooling off at night. We would build a, f- we'd build a fire, a campfire, we would sit around that fire. I have a system. My logs have to be perfectly placed. You start with two different kinds of logs. Paper towels get twisted up, they go up under the bottom. This system to build this fire is perfection. Typically, as long as the wood is dry and as long as everything's kinda of settled the way it should be, my fires are decent. But you know how you keep the fire going? You have to put wood on the fire over and over and over, right? I always loved it. Fires are a chore to keep burning. In order for the fire to burn, it requires fuel. Somehow, Adab and Abihu messed this up. And it's believed, we don't read this specifically in Scripture, but most people believe that what they did was they didn't understand the importance of where the fire come from. We read later in Leviticus 16 that they're to take fire, coals, from the blazing altar, the brazen altar is what one translation said. Take it from the brazen altar of the Lord and use those coals to put into the fire pan to burn the incense. We see that they didn't show up with the right kind of fire. They messed up. Instead, it's believed that they grabbed fire from common fire to light their fire pans. They're entering into the presence of God with common fire fire rather than anointed fire what does this have to do with anything how does this affect us i've got three quick points that i want to leave you with the source of the fire matters hebrews chapter 12 verse 29 says for our god is a consuming fire Luke chapter 3, verse 16 said, God answered and said to them all, as for me, I baptize you with water. This is uh, John the Baptist talking. He said, but one is coming mightier than I, and I'm not fit to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with Holy Spirit and fire. Psalm 104, verse 4 says, he makes the winds his messenger flaming fire his ministers. Where you get your fire is extremely important. If you expect to experience the presence of God in your life and you expect to experience God blessing and moving in your life, the source of your fire better be the Holy Spirit. See, we go everywhere else looking for the source of fire. We go everywhere else looking for something to feel uh, the aroma of worship. We walk into the house of God. Maybe we sit on our couch and we let our life be a a life of, of worship is our testimony. It's what we say. But when it really boils down to it, there's an ulterior motive to the way we're living life. The incense is supposed to create the aroma. It's the worship. It's what would create the sweet aroma to the Lord. But the fire is what actually lights the incense. And when we get our source from somewhere that's common, when we get our source from some other situation, when you're not connected to the source of the fire and you come to the presence of God with common fire rather than anointed fire, you need to watch out. Any other source of fire will get you killed. Not only does the source of the fire matter, but the temperature of our fire matters. They didn't light their fire from scratch. They went and grabbed it out of one of these common uh, these fire pits. I believe uh, this is my interpretation. I believe that the people are standing around. We're in a camp, remember? We're in a camp. The, t- the temple of meeting, the tent of meetings, there, sitting placed in the middle of this camp. There's fires everywhere. People are using them for cooking. They're using them for heating. Standing beside, warming up. There's fires everywhere. And I believe on their way to the temple, they have been anointed as priests in the temple of God. And on their way in, they said, oh, let us grab some of these coals and put them in our fire pan. So when we show up, all we got to do is walk in and and worship the Lord. It don't work that way, friend. You can't show up by grabbing common coal to put in your fire pan to worship the Lord. The, The temperature of your fire matters. I always learned, it was always amazing to me when we used to build these campfires and we'd sit around them I'd sit for hours everybody would be going to bed it would be ridiculous hours into the morning and I kept throwing logs on this fire I'd lay back and I'd look at the stars and I would just kinda sit in peace and look at God's amazing creation and one thing that you have to notice is the longer the fire burns the hotter the coals if you keep fuel on a fire if you keep putting wood on the fire the longer the fire burns the hotter it gets growing up we used to heat the house with a fireplace and it would get to the point that that the fire was hot enough by the end of the night that you quit putting logs on the fire It, it would heat you just by the coals you would be sitting back away from this fireplace and the coals were so hot that you would be hot in the living room you would be roasting in the living room just by the coals from the fire what does this have to do with anything The temperature of your fire matters. The only way to get your fire burning, the source of your fire is the Father. The source is the Holy Spirit moving and working in your life. So, how do we get the fire hotter? Well, you need more of the Holy Spirit. You need more of the presence of God in your life. The longer you spend letting your fire burn, the hotter your fire gets. The temperature of your fire matters. It's much easier to start a fire with coals that are burning and glowing hot. You can throw anything. I don't want to tell you how I know, but almost anything in a pile of br- bright, red, hot coals it'll catch on fire. It doesn't matter if it's good to burn. It doesn't matter if it's bad to burn. It don't matter if it's shotgun shells. It doesn't matter if it's paper or plastic. An aluminum can will melt down if the coals are hot enough on the fire. The temperature of the fire matters. And here we are in the situation that we're in, and we don't understand that the people around us need our coals to be hot. The longer a fire burns, the hotter the coals, and the people around us are are craving, they're depending on the church's coals to be hot. Somebody's waiting to light their fire with your heat. Not only does the source of the fire matter, not only does the temperature of the fire matter, but the purpose of our fire matters. Why do we even light a fire in the first place? Adab and Abihu were on their first day of the job. I've not been fired on the first day. Thankfully, I've not been killed on the first day. And here these guys show up. We don't really know how they messed it up altogether. One thing they did was presented the wrong kind of fire. What was the intention? Were they just excited to have a position? Were they excited to have an opportunity to step into this sacred place, but they weren't willing to pay the price and do what God had commanded for them to step there? The purpose of our fire matters. Our fire better come from the anointing of God and better be burning hot enough that we can allow it to spread to the people around us. The purpose of the fire in the firepan was to burn the incense. It was to create an aroma. Worship with the wrong intentions is not worship everybody is looking to us for answers the world around us the world is in utter chaos people can't leave their homes we can't go sit down and share a meal together the government's looking at sending us paychecks it's utter chaos and now we want to lift up our hands and worship or now we want to cry out God help us Lord give us uh, our need meet our need family you don't get to show up at this point now and lift up our worship without a fire that's burning the purpose of your fire matters is our fire just to to get to receive to beg God meet my need God help me help me help me Lord but my life's never lifted up in worship the coal had a purpose the incense was nothing until it was lit the worship is empty without a fire the fire burning for any reason other than worship can be put out. We got to be very careful not to bring attention to ourselves, not to draw to ourselves. It is not about us. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's not about Sapona Road. If I, my fire is not burning for the right reason, that fire's going to burn out. The wind's going to come. Rain's going to come. Somebody's going to rain on my parade. The fire's going to burn out. Our lives must point to Jesus and nothing else. I struggled this week. I told you. Pretty rough. I've thought through, I've prayed through, and people are looking to us for answers. I don't have answers family. All I can do is point you to Jesus. The only hope that I can offer you is that God is on the throne. He's in control. He's got everything under control. I believe wholeheartedly that the Lord led me to this passage of scripture for this moment and for this time. Because here's the hope in Leviticus chapter 10 you can present the proper fire before the Lord even in this crazy chaotic situation when everything's kinda falling apart your kids are absolutely on your nerves by this point trying to homeschool them after one week God bless our teachers that do it all year long maybe you're looking for food on the grocery store shelves and it's gone and you don't really know how it's gonna all work out I don't know but I can tell you that I'm gonna walk out the door of this church building in a few moments and I'm gonna walk out knowing that my fire is burning I'm gonna walk out knowing that nothing can put out that fire life is throwing curveballs at us all the way from from the top to the bottom everybody's related everybody's connected everything affects everything but I'm got hope today that as long as I maintain the fire I can enter into the presence of God with confidence I can remain in the presence of God throughout this entire situation I don't have to struggle I don't have to be beat down I don't have to hang my head down worried Jesus come get me this afternoon that's okay family Jesus is coming whether it be today or tomorrow or 10 years from now, Jesus is coming. But all I know is, is those guys walked into the presence of the Lord, where fire had just blazed because of God accepting sacrifice. Because of things done right in chapter chapter 9, God's spirit had just consumed the people. The people worshiped the Lord. And now here these guys walk in with fire that's not worthy and they're killed my hope today is I can be intentional with my sacrifice I can make a conscious decision that regardless of of what's going on regardless of any of the surrounding situations regardless of how long we do church like this regardless of how long you don't get to go to work we're going to walk knowing that my fire can burn I can remain in the presence of God. The source of your fire matters. There's no excuse for us not to be in the presence of God right now more than we have been. Many of you are stuck at home and can't go nowhere. You can't go out to eat. Some of you can't go to work. We're stuck source of your fire matters not only does the source of your fire matter but the temperature matters if you remain in the source of the fire long enough your fire is gonna blaze so hot that hell and high water can come against you but it will not succeed nothing form against you is going to conquer you because your fire is blazing and burning bright you've got the victory we've got the victory through this situation we're going to progress forward the purpose of our fire matters somebody needs you to offer a coal out of your fire somebody needs you to offer up distance in their life somebody needs you to make a difference to offer up a difference to shine a little bit of light to shine a little bit of hope if you're grocery shopping you imagine being that cashier that's having to see all those people run through wondering if you're going to be the next one to give her the virus offer up a little bit of hope smile God's blessed us with the joy of the Lord and it's going to be our strength to carry us through but we have to carry the fire your fire matters find the right source get it hot and let it spread I want to pray for you specifically that in this time I believe that when we walk away from this we're not going to be weaker we're not going to be defeated but we're going to be stronger than we were when we walked into it who knew a month ago that we would stand in the situation that we're standing in Who knew there would be empty churches across America and people would actually be worshiping in their homes? You know, kind of like the Church of Acts. Who knew we'd be in this situation? God did. I didn't, but God did. I want to pray for your family. I want to pray for our church family. We're going to bind together specifically to stop the death, the spread of this virus. I want to pray for provision in this time when it feels like we're kind of out of a loss. God's a God of provision. He's my shepherd. He protects me even through the valley of the shadow of death. I'll fear no evil for he's with me. He leads me to the green pastures for me to get exactly what I need. He restores not only my body, but he restores my soul. He leads me beside the still waters that I would trust him, that I would not be afraid, and that I could drink so that I would be a fountain of living water as he flows through me. Would you pray with me, Father? In the name of Jesus, God, I thank you Father, that you can light our fire. I thank you, God, that I can stand today at 1315 Sapona Road in the house of God, an empty house of God. Father, I can stand here today and I can have hope. I can believe you're in control. I can recognize you're the author of all creation. You're the source of life. You're the giver. You're the one that gives. You're the one that takes away, God. Lord, you're asking something from us. In a purification, you're asking us to present to you the right kind of fire. God, we want to come into your presence. We want your presence to consume our life. We want the Holy Spirit to move and to be active in our life. And we want direction and guidance and clarity throughout this muddy mess, Father. But we're coming to you not with an anointed fire, but we're coming to you with common fire. Father, I pray today we recognize the source of the fire matters. You are the source. You give us your Holy Spirit. As John said, I baptize you in water, but one's coming that I baptize you in the Holy Spirit and with fire. Father, give us that fire today. Father, and as you pour something in our life and it begins to burn inside of us, as you you create a spark, maybe there's a spark there, but as you throw fuel on that spark to make it burn and rage inside of us, Father, I pray that we remain in your presence. God, that we remain engaged in your word. We remain in constant communication with you. Lord, because the longer we remain at the source, the hotter our fire gets. God, and I believe that as we as the church bind together and we stand together. Lord, I believe as our fire begins to glow and it begins to grow and it begins to get hotter and hotter and hotter, Lord, your word tells me that no weapon that's formed against me can prosper, Lord. I'm victorious in you. Father, that fire can overtake anything. God, but it's not for us. That fire has a purpose and the purpose of that fire is to spread. Our worship is to be pure, Father, and we're to spread the joy and the hope and the love of you. Father, I pray for those today that may see this video that don't have a relationship with you. God, I pray that in some way, some way, shape or form, something's moved them, something's changed in their life. They wanna come to know you. Father, I pray that they would send us a prayer request. They would reach out to us on the number that we provided earlier. God, that they would send a prayer request and let us know they wanna be saved. They wanna come to know you. Maybe they give their heart to the Lord today. All you gotta do is pray a simple prayer, asking them to come and be Lord of your life. You give him yourself, you you ask forgiveness and recognize you need a savior and God will save you in this moment. What a better time to get saved than in COVID-19. Father, I pray blessings over our households. God, I pray for these people that are represented by these empty pews today. Father, as they're at home with their families, we're trying to stay well, we're trying to protect those that that could come to the house that would be vulnerable. God, I pray that you touch them and bless them, God. Bless the kids, God, all the way from the youngest to the oldest, Father, our senior adults, Lord, our babies. God, the marriages that are being tried through this time, God the relationships that are being tried father we give them to you or just as the people of Israel did when the plague came through Egypt father we declare the blood of the lamb the blood of Jesus over our homes the death angel has to pass over when we declare the blood of Jesus father I declare the blood of Jesus over all of our people all of our homes represented father I pray for provision when there seems to be no provision there's nothing coming our way God you are the provider Lord, and as long as our fire continues to burn bright, we continue to have hope in you, God. You're going to continue to pour out your blessings on us. Father, I pray that you would protect us. God, as our families are being exposed everywhere we turn to the sickness, God, I pray for protection. I pray that you would keep us, Lord. God, we bind together right now in unity. And we declare victory over the coronavirus. We declare victory over this season, God, the economy that has decided to tank, God, through this situation, Lord, the, the repercussions, the ripples that have going on for years at this point, God, we claim victory over it in Jesus' name. God, I pray for the, the virus to cease, Lord. God, I believe that you can stop it right now. God, not another soul can die. Father, I believe that. We bind together. We declare victory over this season and over this virus. Father, I pray that you bless our families, that you keep them. God, keep us united. As we said in the beginning, Father, we're not here in this building, but we're united in spirit. We're joined together. We're better together. God, keep us connected. Let us spread our fire throughout this season. I thank you, Lord. I praise your name, God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.